Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Welcome to the year-end edition of the Walker AC Experience. I am Walker AC, and to you, my friends, yes, you are still my friends as the year-end. I don't know how to take that. So this is the uh, special edition of the show. And, of course, give us a subscribe at walkerac76.podbean.com. That's walkerac76.podbean.com. And, of course, you can find us on any of the podcast channels you listen to. Just do a search for the Walker AC Experience. It's closer to the end of 2023, and I figure we should give all we got for this show. Let me introduce you to my co-host. He is a man that keeps me on track, the man that pretty much knows everything, and the man that helps me solve world's problems by each and every single podcast. Your friend and mine, Kevin Yu. Hey, Kevin, how's it going, sir? What's going on? Happy holidays. See, I'm not going to let you get away with that. I am going to say Merry Christmas. I'm going to upset everybody by saying that. Well, I'm going to upset the other half of people by saying Happy Holidays. So that way we cover them all. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) When did did people start getting sensitive over over that? You know, you can't say Merry Christmas. You're going to say Happy Holidays because you're going to offend somebody. When, 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 when well, did that take effect? Because it's about being inclusive, by understanding that people will celebrate Yule and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and um, which is all this. Well, I mean, but doesn't Merry Christmas cover the gambit? I mean, do we really need no. to stop everybody and say, hey, happy, merry, what do you do? I mean, obviously, I know, you know, people celebrate different holidays and I'm not crapping on them. But it's interesting how things change, and you just can't say Merry Christmas anymore. You have to say Happy Holidays. You can say it, and no, and like I don't think anybody's truly gonna get mad. Nobody's gonna stalk you and get like really mad. Be like, yeah, how dare you say, you know, either one? So honestly, I think people it's a, are a lot less, <laughs> you know, angry when you really think about it, like. And if something's going to freak out on you, that's on them. <laughs> well, I'm pretty lucky we haven't had that yet. So uh, how's life treating you, Mr. Kevin? Oh, boy, I am just so tired. I, <laughs> I don't feel like like getting up and completing my work sometimes, but I just know that I get a winter break, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, same here. I mean, my winter break, you know, we have a couple of days off, so we get to close up shop. And have a you know Christmas dinner with the family and whatnot. Uh, do you have any special plans? You're just just gonna relax and just you know re, you know take it all in for the rest of the year. Well, I do have to do some things because I don't have time. It's always a strange conundrum when you're so busy with work that you have to take care of other things, and it takes almost like a holiday read of time and energy to get it done. Yeah, it's a really bizarre thing. I mean, you find that we work a whole lot as adults, 
And we get happy for the holidays, not because of the fact that we can spend time with our families or open up gifts or go trick-or-treating. No, it's the fact that you have a day off to actually relax <laughs> and to run those errands that you're supposed to run during the week. Um, so this is the year-end show. And just kind of reflect a little bit. I mean, how how 2023 has looked for us and what we have to look forward to to. 2024 and no we're not going to play a best of show with clips and stuff like that because everybody does that and plus i don't have the technology to really clip things and put things together because hey i'm a simple bird town lawyer so i try to keep things extremely simple here and i'm just going to ask you what are your thoughts of 2023 it's a two-part question so we'll start with the personal life Personally, it was a time of great um, development that I got through a very, very difficult part of my life, which is not 100% over, but it's most was past. And with distance, I've seen what it's taught me and what I can, t- you know, do with it. Rather than become a burden, it's just part of the story, and. And also kind of revelations of what it means to live my life. Um, coincidentally, I've run into this uh, really interesting Netflix show called um, Carol and the End of the World. And it's it's kind of um, the reverse of when people face a crisis and they decide to live their lives fully. It's the opposite of this, where it's the end of the world. And this woman is just almost like seeking the most boring, mundane existence because that's what makes sense to her it seems granted i'm only two episodes in but it's been such an interesting almost frustrating experience but i'm i'm gonna stick with it to see how it goes and um kind of like everyday life you are just going forth and you are you're living your life but you also have to make just about where you're going it's like is this really for you is this really what you want or are you doing going along just to go go on? How about you? This year, thankfully, knock on wood, has been very rewarding. Um, it's been a blessing. Um, a couple of years ago, I let go of the albatross of my past. I you know I, I released that uh, into the void, and I focused on more positive things. I threw myself into my podcast and made it a, made it a success to what it is today. And this year, I just spent a majority of time growing as a person, evolving as a person, filtering out the people, places, and things that really does not benefit me. As selfish as that sounds, I turned into a selfish person this year just to focus on my growth and really focusing on what I need to do in part two of my life and really not looking back. And I'm not going to lie. Because I'm a human being, there are certain parts and aspects I did look back on, just to just kind of peek through that curtain to see what was going on. But again, I've just been very, very blessed just to have this show or this job or my castle or my financial stability to really sit back and uh, enjoy that peace that has been earned, with the understanding that anything can change in the drop of a hat. So just to appreciate everything that you have, and I think I've done that this year, and for the first time in a very long time, 
there is uh, barely any complaints. You know, just just, just really no complaints, and, and and that's a really good feeling. Hmm. It's yeah. I mean, I think that's important to really take care of yourself, and I think there's a big distinction between being selfish and being self nurturing. It, being selfish is only having yourself at the center, only having your interest and to the cost of others. And that's the negative part, where it's really caring for yourself. And uh, one of my mantras is to love expansively. And when you do that, you extend that to the world around you. That's not being um, like a selfish. I, I agree. I, I wholeheartedly agree. And so I do have a question for you. This is a part two of of uh, the year 2023, which you've, which you've experienced so far. So I have a question for you, Kevin. Are you ready? Where were you March 8th, 2023, sir? In March 2023, that was in the springtime. I was in Texas. I was with my ex in, in um, outside of Houston and trying to adapt to the environment there and going through a very, very difficult time in life. It was, um, it was the end of the relationship. It, and it was, I was just consumed with finding my way out. It was, I was in a chaotic event, in a series of chaotic events that just culminated in this unbelievable, like almost ridiculous ending that um, the crescendo to this, you know, ridiculous force of a symphony that was occurring. And um, yeah, that was, and then, you know, April, like was the turning point where I had my chance to get out of the situation and um, it took a while, but it, it came out. So March 2023 was a very difficult um, month and a series of difficult months. So uh, that's where I was. How about you? Well, the reason why I asked that question, and you did go through a rough time. I remember we talking a lot about it off air, but March 8th was your debut on the Walker AC experience. <laughs> and it's great to remind myself of that because it's also the theme of rebirth that in your darkest moments, there's still a light. And just beyond all that's happened, that's something I can hold on to. And remember, that was a beautiful time that, uh, that occurred despite all the difficulty. Yes. And from March 8th on to now, I was honored to have you as my co-host for the show. What started out as just a simple two guys having a conversation, a one and done. I knew at that moment after, after reconnecting with you that I had to have you on the show. 
and plus, I had to make Jeff jealous, you know, of cereal and beer. But yeah, yes, anyhow, I, I really had to really had to have you on the show, and you being part of that made my 2023 a whole lot better, much more productive. It actually forced me to really challenge myself to be a better person for this show, to provide better content. And knowing I have uh, an intelligent man such as yourself, such as yourself, to balance out the show and to you know make up for my little fumfers and everything, it's definitely so much better. <laughs> and also, uh, professionally, uh, this show has definitely reached new heights. The year 2023, and I am excited to see what 2024 uh, definitely has in store. So another part of this equation is. Looking back on this year, what were some of the highs for you? Um, some of the highs were definitely the sound retreat. That was extremely important for me to do. Um, other highs were just seeing old friends like you again. That was just such a beautiful thing. Putting myself out there and taking the little steps out there, taking the little challenges going to new places, talking to strangers. Though that just reminded me of how I can do these things and that it's okay to be afraid, but it's I'm capable of putting that aside and going forth. And so those are really beautiful moments. How about you? Hmm. Uh, mainly traveling with my job and having an appreciation and having them appreciate me. And, um, in May, uh, my young one ventured out into the world, into the big, bad, scary world, and got himself a place with his partner and doing his thing and living his life. And my first time uh, being on my own in 30 years and mm -hmm. now enjoying the fruits of my labor, looking back at my legacy and now continuing that and building a new legacy um, doing this show and working my job and just having a good old time, like I said before, um, reuniting you know, with you and a couple other people in my life and just really continuing the fun. And that's the main theme is continuing fun in my life. Um, yeah, it's interesting to look back a couple of years ago at all the self-trauma I put myself through and not really focusing on the now. I'm having a great old time doing it, and next year is going to be even better. And I know it's kind of sappy and and uh, full of sugar and saccharin, talking about all the fun things that I've had this year. But, I mean, life is too short, so you, you really have to enjoy it. And we have our lows. I've you know We talked about your lows. We talked about my lows. And the good thing is, Kevin, all this stuff is temporary. You know, life is temporary, so you have to make the most of it, not to get too preachy. Well, I mean, and it is kind of thinking just everything is illusionary. Uh, I like to think about, I think it's called the ship of Thebes, where if you have a ship and you replace the, the sails and the oars or the, the bow and the stern, eventually, is it still even the ship that you named it? Kind of goes to show that everything is illusionary. Like, when you cut off your hair, is it still part of you? Mm. Like that. Uh, or the basic uh, nothing else matters. 
you know, mm -hmm. we get past the question of why are we here and just focus on what we're going through right now because nothing else matters. And there are a couple of people that have issues with that because, you know, whole, uh, you have one side that's saying, you know, life matters. Everything matters. You have another side that says nothing matters. So you do what you do and you live your life as long as you're not hurting anyone and you just have fun until the very end. So I'm going to throw that question to you before we dip right back into our review is what is your opinion? I mean, do you think that nothing matters or do you think, you know, we all have a purpose? Um, I can only give you unsatisfying answers because <laughs> it is... We all have our own reality, every single one of us. We, and that's part of our, our truth that we're living, that you know what you went through that was real to you, and also what I've been through and everybody that's out there listening, what you went through is real. But it's also, there's duality to it all, where it's like it is false, because there's a greater world with people just as as vivid experiences as you and to say that you have purpose that's that's okay too and to say there's nothing matter that's right too because it's different realities that are part of a sum of the human experience of consciousness and so it's a lot more complex that than i can really fathom for now but it's just a strange almost oxymoron that we we go through it's life is full of it like we need to you know kill living things to in order to perpetuate our lives and you know like you know different combinations of, of chemical reactions create different things but they're broken down again to be reformed and broken down again so it's just strange that way it's i know it, this is not a great simple satisfying answer but then again sometimes things just aren't that <laughs> easy to grasp or are satisfying. Like the book I read a couple of years ago called The Towel of Pooh, P-O-O-H, like Winnie the Pooh. And the main theory of the book is things <laughs> not black or white, things are just is. And Piglet, and it's so simple, Piglet would ask Pooh all these questions and Pooh was just, Pooh would just say, because it is, you know, it just, it just is. And I'm not going to, I'm stay away from that. It is what it is. Cause I can't stand that statement. Um, things are, are just what they is. So it's, I mean, it's kind of a vague kind of answer, but I think that really describes kind of describes life a little bit, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, Oh, I mean, go ahead. We, we chase after fiction, you know, like you think we spent over, life energy to case money when all of this is a fiction you know it, it, we look at our, our bank accounts as a number and it can change very rapidly and we pin our emotions to it it's it, it's just so fickle so fast and it can be taken away it can be given it's just fiction like it's kind of like state lines are a fiction like you know, names are a fiction but doesn't mean that they're in a way strong, but it's all fiction. Yes, it is. And I do have one more thing for you and I will switch it over to you because I think you might have some things to talk about. 
in 2024. I'm thinking about changing up the show a little bit, Kevin. I'm thinking about changing the name. So before I hand the reins over to you, I do have a couple of ideas for some, so, you know, for some new names of the show. Uh, if you will indulge me, just, just for a moment. Of course. Now, so, before I created my second show, the Out of Context Podcast, it was called The Root of All Ashley with my co-host. And before <laughs> that, it was Slacking Majestically. Before that, it was the Henry O podcast show based upon the character Henry the Fox, my animation. And then of course it morphed into out of context. So now with the Walker AC experience, I mean, and you're my co-host, I have to include you in here. So I can't leave you out, Kevin, you're, you're an integral part of the show. So I have a couple of ideas and just let me know what you think. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. So here we go. The first choice, the Walker and you podcast. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Almost like a, like one of those uh, wedding websites. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Interesting. I like that. Uh, the next one, You Know It podcast. Why you? See? Huh? See what I did there? Wordplay. Okay. All right. Playing with words. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. You kind of lukewarm on that one. Okay. Uh, next one. <laughs> Uh, the You Ought to Know podcast. Why you? See what I did there? Yeah, boy, that's more so mighty to us. Ooh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of her. Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> next one, You, Me and Dupree. Oh, man. But then we need somebody named Dupree. Jimmy Dupree, is, is he available? Dude, he'll do it. I mean, he'll do it for $5 and a cup of coffee. Um, <laughs> next, awesome. next one, you can't take it with you. See, Kevin, you can't take it with mm-hmm. you. No? Uh-huh. I mean, this, 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 this could be construed as racist, but anyhow. So, my, my last one, Kevin, my last one. Uh, ten things I hate about you. Why you? See? <laughs> interesting, interesting. Oh, wait, how about this one? You gotta walk it back. <laughs> I think we have a winner. See, this is why you're my co-host. See? Sorry. Collaboration, everybody. <laughs> see, this is, see, this is why I have you on here. Wow, walk it back. I like that. Um, so while I, while I try to brainstorm more ideas, did you have any topics to go over as we close out 2023? Sure. Now for something insane. Okay, so now the holiday season is a time for enjoying yourself, right? I also find it's a time for weight gain. <laughs> it's like you think about all the holiday stuff you're getting, and I think a common thing is for people to give each other sweets. Um, and one of my old workplaces, they would just, you know, tons of candy at you, and it's hard to resist. Where it's like, okay. I just need that dopamine boost, you know, it's going to eat this real quick. And then it comes another, and another, and another. Um, my job just shipped some really nice candies, so that was really nice of them. But I'm like, oh, man, should I just have one or ten? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'd like to ask you, what is your favorite holiday treat? Oh, that's dangerous. That, that That's very dangerous. 
I am a sucker for Christmas cookies. I don't care what they are. You give me Christmas cookies, I will devour them. Um, yeah, I was going to make an analogy, but I don't want to offend anybody. Yes, um, I would devour Christmas cookies like the Dickens. And yeah. Like the Charles um, Dickens. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would devour them like Dahmer. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I definitely pack on the pounds during Christmas time. It is tough. I got myself a Peloton bike. I bike twice a day. And yeah, my tummy's still a little bit on the round side, but of course I understand calories in, calories out. But now with the advent of eggnog during the Christmas season, the Christmas cookies, the Christmas parties, the Christmas dinners, yeah, I think I'm uh, gonna tip that scale a little bit. But yes, Christmas cookies are definitely my favorite. Uh, what are yours? It's like a good peppermint bark. That's a very nice thing to have. I, uh, I those are nice when they're, um, when they're available, um, I always enjoy chocolate, but um, I don't like it too sweet, you know, which is why I get kind of particular with um, hot chocolates. Those get kind of a little too much usually. Um, yeah, it's it, yeah. I just try to avoid too many sweets because it's just overload as well. It's it just you know it feels like you're it's too much of a good thing, and I just don't need that. So yeah, it's it's just nice to have like something like a pumpkin spice or, or something like that. But luckily, I get, the diminishing returns is is quite strong with me. So I can't eat a bucket full of um, you know Christmas cookies. But that's just me. So you mentioned something called peppermint bark. What what is that? Oh, it is a um, chocolate based. Uh, sweet with peppermint um, usually oil added and so you know it's got like a frosting drizzle on it it's pretty nice it's it, you might find it a, a little like nicer um, chocolatiers like a Ghirardelli or um, maybe Seas Candy it's it's worth a try I might have to try that now what do you guys do for, for uh, Christmas dinner or do you guys even bother with Christmas dinner? Is this another day or do you guys go all out with the family and you know do the proverbial ham, turkey and stuff like that? Um, I think we like the shortcut of buying the food <laughs> because it's a little giant pain in the butt to, to cook it. And we just kind of spend the time together, you know, watching the Christmas parade or, or going somewhere. Um, since I live in Central Florida, it's kind of nice to go walk around uh, downtown Disney or Disney Spring, not the, well, which has become. And um, yeah, kind of like that. Okay. Yeah, so we just have our basic. Our family comes over. We enjoy Christmas dinner and just simple things. You know, we try to keep it simple, intimate, eat a lot of food, you know, get the itis and just, you know, like, you know, sleep on our lazy boy and gain weight. Um, and in Christmas Day, we exchange gifts, just like you know any typical American family does. Um, so, I will I will ask you something, and I'll throw it back to you. And everybody does it, and most people really don't follow up, but we try to. What is your New Year's resolution, or do you partake in that? Usually not, because I just find inspiration throughout the year. Uh, like once I told myself I need to react with compassion more than judgment 
and that was extremely hard. And I just wanted something more feet, like more um, sustainable. So I want to either a go back to something I really enjoyed, like Latin dance, or go into something new, like um, and take uh, boxing or or kickboxing lessons, something like that. Now you mentioned you anything you you, you mentioned salsa dancing before. I have two. Mm-hmm. I have two left feet. So, <laughs> how coordinated are you when it comes to you know, to dancing? Um, I've gotten to really enjoy it. Like I took um, uh, private lessons because a, a good friend of mine, shout out to Jock, um, was generous enough to to pay for that for me, and it was really fun. So I got up to speed, and she so you know, know the basics, the basic like footwork and maneuver. You can get really into it, and this, and I just really enjoy it. It's something really social and just, you know, it's almost a nice challenge of not only your, the way you move, but your, your mind. You can't think too much about it, you know, and just, you, if you ask somebody to dance, 99.9% of chance they will dance with you. So overall, it's, a, it's an interesting opportunity for growth. Interesting. My New Year's resolution is to continue to work out, continue to lose weight and tone my body up. I'm doing pretty well so far. I rededicated myself to the gym. Um, yes, he's pretty cool. I like gym. No, I'm kidding. Uh, the actual gym itself, I'm actually doing that and having a good time with it and watching what I eat. Because uh, realizing being 47, uh, my metabolism has slowed down to a snail's crawl. So I look at food, I gain weight. Um, but I'm very happy because my job is active. So I'm always moving around, lifting things, bending, stretching, stuff like that. So New Year's resolution continue to stay on the path of you know, getting back into shape. Um, also, continuing to grow uh, this podcast. Um, I showed you what I was working on. Can't release it yet, folks. I don't want to put that bad juju out there and something happens and they're like, see, you lied to us, you bastard. But no, I'm working on something special and getting the clothing line up and just throwing myself into that. And just continuing, you know, to be a much better version of myself. Maybe have a new addition to the castle. We're, we're not too sure yet. So you know, I might just, uh, I might get a small animal for the castle if I have time. But All right. It's going to be like a ferret. <laughs> <laughs> no, I may, I may stick with a dog. Who knows? It's, uh, yes. it's tempting <laughs> if I have time. I will definitely do that. But uh, what else do you have for us, Mr. Kevin, before I throw it to my next topic? Well, uh, let's see. Okay. What was the f- what was something that you tried that you really enjoyed this year? Hmm. That is a good question. That's a tough one because being on a podcast, I can't have dead air and I can't really think too long here because you know people will go, okay, I guess the podcast's over. Let me just go on to something else. No, um, traveling. I did more traveling work-related, uh, not just leisurely. I did work-related travel and I didn't think I would like it because, uh, you know, you want to keep your business and your personal separate. But once I started traveling with work, I understood that you know, I can enjoy it too. 
you know, staying, staying in nice hotels, because thank God my job pays for nice hotels. Uh, I can stay in hotels, uh, do the job, come back to my hotel, watch TV, and just really enjoy it, really enjoy the area. Say, for example, I went to Miami, like I mentioned before, went to California, talked about that ad nauseum, um, and I just went all over for the company, and it was a fun experience, especially loving what I do. Yeah, I never had that experience before until now, so it's a wonderful thing. So that's something new I tried, flying on a plane for five hours without defecating all over myself. That was a victory. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm very proud of that. <laughs> what, what, what about yourself? I like the, I liked the, a boxing class I took. It was more of the just the physical fitness side, but it was, it was a good challenge. And it did wear me out, but it felt that it's okay to be challenged and not to be doing amazing at it because it's I'm not adjusted to it. It just reminded me of the physical things I've done in the past where the beginning is really tough, but how it tests your determination and your will and, your, and how you treat yourself to apply yourself like that. So it was a really nice new challenge. Okay. So the, the good thing I like about this, and, and I, I mean this in the most positive of ways, is the fact that you can load up your plate and get a whole lot accomplished and not let anything hinder you. Because you know, for, you know, for, for those of you who are new to the show, which you really shouldn't be by this time, <laughs> um, you, know, you, you, know, you, have a, you have a particular ailment um, that you don't let slow you down. Yeah. Well, because, you know, as much as I try to think of everything in shades of gray, I do, as a mental trick, turns into a binary, where it's like, either you're going to go out and you're going to try your best to live your life, or you're going to be unhappy. There's no in-between. And so by extending myself, by, by doing the little things, challenging myself in little ways, I achieved my victory, whether whatever the uh, as results may be seen as. Because if I just sit here and just live this entire life, I know I'm going to be unhappy because I've done it for enough of my life to know that's that's going to be the result. So I just keep thinking like I have a say in my life, and I have to take ownership of it, and I try. And that's definitely a, a very good way to live. So I have no complaints about that one. I'm extremely uh, happy. And yeah, because like I said, things you do blow me away. So I'm like, if he can do it, gosh darn it, I can do it. Except for that dancing thing, because I will fall down and break something. You never know. Yes, yes, Kevin, you're pushing me to uh, pushing me to try new things. So, but... <laughs> All the cool kids are doing it. <laughs> You'd be a whole lot cooler if you did. Uh, so, what do you see yourself doing in 2024? Let's see. I see myself just continually going out and getting to know new people, um, continually looking at my options, really. Uh, really think about what I need before what I want. <clears throat> For example, 
knowing that I need more training and in, in, um, independent living skills to really prepare for my future as a disabled person, knowing that it's, it's necessary, it's time, and keep pushing for it. Because like, as much as I am kind of worried about finances, it's, I'm a, I have chronic fear of finances, I see this as an investment towards my financial future in a way because I can keep doing what I need to do when, I, when I'm fully uh, capable to be independent. <clears throat> so it's continually putting myself in the right mind space to, to achieve that goal. And um, yeah, how about you? To continue to save, you know, continue to save money, continue to really appreciate, and I say this a lot in all of my shows, I continue to appreciate the little things. Uh, I try not to focus on the what ifs. I try not to focus on, you know, you can lose this in an instant. Everything can go away in an instant. No, I try not to focus on that. I focus on what I have in front of me and just try to enjoy life. Um, I've had one too many health scares and, you know, I'm just going to just, just be happy. Keep it simple, folks. I keep it extremely, extremely simple. Also, I one of my goals is, Kevin, is to be on cereal and beer again. And this time contribute. And this time talk shit about Panda Express with Jeff and continue to make both of you guys laugh. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to be on that show one more time in 2024 and uh, make it eventful and read up on current events so I can keep up with the flow of the conversation. So, yes. Give you a primer. I would like you to start thinking about Crocs. That is another very divisive issue that he and I have. <laughs> <laughs> I, can t- I, can, I can tell you now, I don't like Crocs, Kevin. Don't like them at all. I think oh, we had this conversation. No. I think we had this conversation. <laughs> oh boy, this is an uneven roundtable talk now. <laughs> we talked about how people can decorate their Crocs and what is the purpose for them? Because if you stand in water, the water gets in your skin. The water gets in your Crocs. So I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of counterproductive to have them. Well, number one, why are you staying in water in the first place? That's your own fault. <laughs> But but people but people normally go to the beach in Crocs from what I've observed. So I do, because then it's easy to get them clean. And like take them off and boom, you're done. It's you get this weird Chuck Taylors to the beach. <laughs> but this is why you wear sandals, right? You can't walk efficiently in sandals. You can't walk efficiently in Crocs. You can. It is ha- well. First of all, have you ever worn Crocs? Unfortunately, yes, I have. It's the most uncomfortable. It's one of the most uncomfortable feelings on my feet, and yeah, I just can't get the hang of it. You know, to to, to each his own. Kevin, do what you want to with your sheep. Leave me and my sheep alone. Well, my sheep wears comfortable Crocs. My worst, my worst flip flops and Tims. Dual, I mean, double double sole Tims. You can't wear a single sole Tims. But yes, I definitely wear those. <laughs> Uh, and also I am going to expand you and Jeff's uh, uh, mind when it comes to classic rap so that's what I'm going to do also Mm. because I know you you and Jeff love your classic rap so we have to delve in a little bit deeper and expand your minds on that 
we I'd really enjoy that. I enjoy exploring people out there. I mean, last night I was listening to some um, old, older underground hip hop with uh, Aesop Rock and Atmosphere. Wow, not bad at all. See, I have to get you going onto Gucci bass. I have to get you going to you know, I, I maybe some old classic breakdancing music or or nice. punk or punk Beastie Boys before they turned to rap. They were punk. So I have to can get to turn nice. on to that also. Yeah, I've got some of that old school Beastie Boys stuff. Yeah, really good times. Even um today I was listening to um uh Scarface on NPR's Tiny Desk concert. Wow, not bad. I mean, <laughs> of course, you know, Wu Tang and ODB and Buster Rhymes and Stuff like that. We have, to, we have to go way back. Um, also, if you get an opportunity to, and I'm going to put this out here to the listeners out there, look up a group called CIA. It's a, uh. it's a collaboration of KRS-One, Zach De La Rocha, and a rapper called The Last Emperor. And it is amazing because you hear Zach De La Rocha from Rage Against the Machine rapping, and he is really, really good. So I strongly recommend that. Very nice. Um, actually, on Sunday, I was chatting with to some about horror films, and we were counting about how Buster Rhymes is in a Halloween movie. Yes, one of the worst Halloween movies out there, because Buster Rhymes beats up Michael Myers with Kung Fu, folks. With Kung Fu. Uh, if you're gonna get real silly you might as well go all the way (laughs) (laughs) and yes and speaking of silly before we dip on into rants I have to ask what is the most silliest Christmas movie you've seen I think I might have asked that last episode I'm not too sure Uh, the silliest I mean in general the mainstream this quality movie is is kind of insipid to me i think i've talked to jeff about this about how if you don't enjoy christmas you're the you're the bad guy and so <laughs> to the premise of the film is to change your mind to make you make you enjoy christmas like everybody else to go back to your you know your your white bread hometown and find love and reject the sinful ways of the, of the city life <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, it's in other silly news. Um, I remember seeing this uh, kind of B movie series called Silent Night, Deadly Night, and so that was really silly. Kind of like I think in one of the um, sequels, it's like a really twisted version of the Pinocchio story, where like you know this toy boy just wants to become a, a, a person and it's really it's really schlocky but if you enjoy B movies you may want to check Silent Night Deadly Night well I've seen my share of horrible Christmas movies uh, Santa's Slay we talked about that a little bit um, and just mm-hmm. any kind of romantic comedy but the Christmas movie I watch all the time it's a toss up uh, between The Grinch with Jim Carrey um, I've Watch that. I love, I love that. Um, and also A Christmas Story. Have you seen A Christmas Story? Of course, with that very racist ending. 
<laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Oh, wow. Yes, Kevin, you're right. Wow, that's bad. That is right. so bad. Their own eyes out for that one. Yes. Oh, boy. Now, for those of you millennials out there who have not seen A Christmas Story, we're going to spoil it for you. This little kid named Ralphie, all he wanted was the Red Ryder BB gun. Everybody always tell him, you're going to shoot your eye out. It's a great story. Oh, boy. Kevin, please tell them about the end. So in the end, they resort to having dinner at a Chinese restaurant. Oh, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You have to go back a little bit. Why did they have to have uh, Christmas at a Chinese restaurant? I forget. Did they fuck up dinner or something? Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, a neighbor's duck. I like the neighbor's duck. The neighbor's dogs run in and they knock over, you know, like the, the, the Christmas turkey and eat parts of it. So the father gets upset and he finally realizes that the food isn't there, so they go to a Chinese restaurant. So I'll hand it back over to you. Uh, thank you for reminding me. And so the waitstaff decides to, you know, try to uh, create atmosphere by singing, you know, um, Deck the Halls, but with very heavy Cantonese-influenced uh, English. And so, you know, the mainstream race eyes with, ah, those foreigners sure are funny. <laughs> so, but you know when you really think about the film it's all about you know people really wanting guns and the repercussions of having guns and then go disparaging minorities yes pretty American don't you think oh that is America Kevin that is strictly America <laughs> I totally forgot about that ending until you brought it up and now I'm replaying it in my head right now and I'm like wow I cannot wow we don't claim that, Kevin. We don't claim that. But <laughs> but yes. Now, this is before we dip into rants. I'll say one more. There's a Christmas movie that's out right now um, featuring Ludacris. Ooh. Yes. He's in the movie. There's a black Santa in the movie. You know, talk about the Christmas spirit. And, uh, of course, it's stereotypical black acting and everything and... I just shake my head, but it's a Christmas movie. But on the lighter side, Eddie Murphy came out with a family Christmas movie that's gotten really, really good reviews, and I recommend watching it. Uh, Eddie Murphy, what an interesting character. You know, remember the time he got he got uh, criticized for uh, for giving a transgender person a ride? Yes, allegedly he was looking at her feet. Go figure. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, he he survived that shocking shockingly, and uh, yeah, you ever do you remember the movie? I'm not too sure if you're around this time. I think we're the same age. Um, Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, when I I was a young child when I saw that. Oh yes, for everyone out there who was alive during that era, they're coming out with a new Beverly Hills Cop streaming on Netflix only. It's called Beverly Hills Cop Axel Foley. If you go on YouTube, you can look up the trailer for it. And it picked up just where left off at. Same cast and everything. I mean, aside from, you know, a few people who passed, you know, here and there. Weird. Oh, that's odd. I kind of hope it's kind of like in the style of uh, the remake of the Brady Bunch where people just are completely out of 
Touch it with lime. Oh, I wish. That would be so fun. Oh, that'd be so great. But no, I actually saw the trailer. It looks entertaining. I mean, they kept it true to form all these years later. So that's something definitely watch out for is Beverly Hills Cop Axel Foley. I had to, you know, end on that little clip there. So if you don't have anything else, Mr. You, we can go over the rants. I'll hand it over to you, sir. Okay. Rants. All right. Well, uh... I want to rant about, hmm. yeah, I just think that people take Christmas too seriously, because <laughs> when you go overseas, like, Christmas is, it, like, you know, when I used to live in Japan, it is kind of just seen as, like, as just kind of like a fun thing, it's like a holiday for couples to go hang out. And it's like a, just an aesthetic, you know. It's be it's really divorced from the religious association from that that it is in the United States. And just to me, it's just like a lot less pressure. It's like okay, cool. It's like you go to the mall, they're playing Christmas music, and they have like decorations, and that's cool. It's like all right then. So you know they don't get Christmas off. It's but it's, it's a nice little aesthetic, and it just makes it seem a lot more. Um, uh, relax and so but here it's like you know you have all the expectation and and then you know people engage in a weird culture war and it, it seems completely unnecessary to me and so it's just like everybody calm down <laughs> you know Christmas is supposed to be giving and generous and you know the t- time to, to think about you know what you have in life not to, you know, get all super defensive about it. Mm, okay. Was, yeah, how about your, uh, your rant? My rant is about uh, New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve going to New Year's Day, where the ball drops and everybody counts down and parties and stuff like that. When did that turn into a humongous drinking fest? And when did, you know, the people who didn't want to go out sit in front of the TV and watch, you know, the Black Eyed Peas and Fergie sing and dance? Yeah, not my thing. Um, but I'm just not really a big fan of it. I've only went out once for, for New Year's Eve, just to, just to see what it's like. And the atmosphere is always, you know, drinky drink and, and drink more and drink more and puke and drink more. So I figured it'd just be easier to stay inside and just enjoy it, I guess, because I'm older. And even when I was a teen, I just didn't want to do it. You know, did you go out on New Year's or did you just stay inside and just, you know, watch TV and watch other people kind of, you know, fall over each other? When I was younger, you know, I lived in a little town, so I just ended up watching the Three Stooges Marathon mostly. (laughs) (laughs) So it was kind of fun when I was a little kid. But um, I I liked going to house parties. Those were a lot of fun. So more controlled atmosphere and... um, yeah, I went like my the favorite places I go where like I know the people, like bars and stuff. So I didn't feel like it was gonna be a chaotic scene, and so those things where it's like a little more predictable and um, not as expensive was a little more my speed. Hmm. Yeah, I mean when I had my former life, you know, I would I would sit around the TV with the kids, just watch the ball drop on TV you know, party and, you know, and cheer a little bit, have a good old time, you know, and uh, pretend to drink with the kids and, 
and make you know make an import and make a little festival. But now I'm trying to think what I did last year on New Year's Eve. I think I sat on my couch relaxing with my TV on and watched a ball drop. And after that, I went to sleep because it was comfortable. It was comfortable. It was peaceful. And I'm going to think I'm going to do the same thing this year. I may have myself a glass of uh, Merlot and watch TV and watch all the, you know, the, the overhyped acts and everything dance around and flip and, you know, confetti and stuff like that and watch Times Square and just watch that until 12.01, 12.05, then go to bed and get up and go to work in the morning. Um, I don't see it as special, I guess, just like the New Year's resolutions because we make them and a very small percentage of us actually keep them. So I try to keep mine realistic <clears throat> and just kind of take in the New Year as, you know, just another day. And just we just start, you know, and just continue, not start fresh, but just continue. Yeah, that's reasonable. I think having realistic goals is good. So you know, I can be like, oh, I'm gonna stop eating buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might start eating horse, Kevin. Who knows? I might start eating horse. It's okay. Not my favorite meat. Well, I mean, you know, you tried it. I got a little bit jealous, you know, so I figured I might as well give it a shot here and there and, and, and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, it's totally feasible, but just, you know, don't, I mean, I will be surprised if you're like, I got a favorite food. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, like I eat sea biscuit. He was awesome, so. <laughs> the biscuit and gravy. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, actually, I do have one more thing before we... Before we end the show here, um, and the last show of 2023, I would like our audience members to try something new. Try a new dish. And I know we made the joke about trying horse. I would love to try it. You tried it. You let me know how it was. So I would like for you, uh, Kevin, if you haven't already, I know you probably tried hummus already. Sure did. And let's see here. I'm trying to think. You tried squid already, probably. All the time. Oh, that's 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 racist, Kevin. But yes, yes, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> people can squid. <laughs> of course, you do. The squid. <laughs> now, no, no. What is the food? What is the food you like to try in a new year? Well, like you know, what is something that you've that you've seen on TV or read about? You know, you know, just just a different type of food that you never tried before. Hmm. I'm just going to find an ethnicity that I'm not familiar with with their cuisine. Um, maybe I'll find a nice, well, I've only tried a couple times, but a good Turkish restaurant would be nice. I had a really great um, uh, chickpea soup once, and I really want to find it again. Or just um, even the other day, I tried um, uh, a goat, a blueberry goat, goat's, goat cheese spread. I thought that was really nice. It's like pretty good. I'm just gonna remember my lactate when I eat it. <laughs> so, I mean, the easiest the easiest way to accomplish this is go to Trader Joe's and ask them like, "Hey, what's something a little unusual?" And they'll point you at some to something. Yes, yeah, so a deer meat, deer testicle, or some something like that. Uh, I figure, mm -hmm. I figure uh, next year I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna go to the Philippines and hang around those parts and try some new food. Hopefully not get poisoned or anything of the sort. But yes, go to the Philippines and take a nice little vacation there. 
that's what 2024 holds for me. And after the Philippines, of course, my destination, which is no big secret, is I. It's time for me to go to Japan, Kevin. I need to go. I should have went, but that little thing called COVID put a you know put a close into that for me. So uh, yes, I think it's time to go to Japan and hopefully be well liked. You know, unless I do something stupid. So yeah. And uh, I'm going to go watch some wrestling over there, too. All right. That'll be good times. <laughs> so I do have one favor to ask of you uh, before we go sure. into uh, shout-outs. See, I'm stealing so many of, of you, and, you and Jeff's bits. I mean, I really have to come up with my own next year. Um, <laughs> if you'd be so kind, Kevin, to give us a little bit of a Japanese. Just, just give me a good... Japanese quote, Japanese saying, because once again, I keep saying the fact I need to learn, but I would love to hear you speak some Japanese as we uh, round about closing the show. How about this? I combine this with a little rant. So, um, for those of you who are interested in language, um, there's this thing called phonology, which is about the sounds that exist in a particular language. So, uh, in my brain, I always correct people. When people say Tokyo, you should think Tokyo. Or Kyoto, should be Kyoto. Or Hiroshima, is the wrong, is the wrong emphasis, is Hiroshima. So little things like that will help you out. Like, for example, let's break it down. Tokyo, two syllables, not Tokyo. That'd be three, <laughs> because in Japanese phonology, "yo" is a an acceptable um, syllable, where in English it is not. So just something make it so when you say it, people will be like, "Oh, that's what you're saying, right?" Like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> For example, uh, where I lived, um, there was a town which had its own religion called Tenri. So. It's a very interesting place. Um, so one time, like you know, I kind of asked them, like, "Hey, where where's the Tenri line? You know, that goes to Tenri." And the guy's like, "Like, just like, eh, nani?" Just looking at me, confused, like, "Hmm, might say this wrong." They're like, "Okay, Tenri." Like, "Oh, okay, okay, okay," because in Japanese R's and L's are the same sound. So kind of breaking it down to that level, having that kind of awareness of the sound differences will help you out in, when you speak Japanese. So say it with me. Tokyo for Tokyo. Tokyo. Kyoto. Kyoto. Okay. Like that. Yeah. Kyoto. Tokyo. There you go. Two syllables. Remember? Kyoto and Tokyo. Two syllables. Not three. Gotcha. And Hiroshima, not Hiroshima. Hiroshima's like, oh, I know you don't speak Japanese. You're so silly. <laughs> <laughs> so, my one question to you, do they appreciate a good effort? Or, of course. Or would they prefer they you do. just to speak English because they favor that language more? No, they, 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 they're too self-conscious. You know, they don't want to be embarrassed by... by by not being understood that would be really embarrassing for people and like i've had that before I'm like oh no they don't understand me it's awkward for everybody else but you know when, when you make a good good effort they appreciate it because um they have that perspective not like 
really mean Americans who are like, how dare you not speak American to me the way that I like. <laughs> <laughs> they don't feel that, you know, they don't have that generosity, whereas, you know, people are more likely to be nicer. You Granted, there are some racists there that are kind of mean. One time, um, uh, Jeff and I and our friends were just chatting inside of a, of a um, restaurant. Rando, a drunk Japanese man, was like, speak Japanese! And we're like, yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you go, go drink some more about it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Well, would you would you be so kind as to tell our listeners in Japanese, thank you so much for listening to the Walker AC experience, and then we'll dip over to to uh, shout outs. Uh, what's the fun thing to think about? Um, and there's different dialects in Japanese. I'm partial to the Western dialect because uh, that's where I lived, and so sort of saying like "arigato" is "arigato." Slightly different, but it's kind of like you can tell. It's like if you see in the Kansai way or the like the um, Kanto way, Kanto being more eastern. And now I forget which is which. So I'm like, uh oh. So you know, most people know Arigato gozaimasu to say thank you in the formal way. But now I for even I forget the, <laughs> which one's which. I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna say it, hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what, what what kind of shoutouts do you have, sir? Oh, let's see. Hmm. I want to shout out um, Nature Republic. It's my uh, very nice skincare brand out of, out of Korea. Now, Koreans are very now well known for uh, their beauty product, and everybody, like uh, most people there, are very conscious, for better or worse, of their physical appearance. But um, I enjoy their skincare products because I want to have better skin. It just, I want to feel healthier and I want, you know, my skin to be in good condition. So tonight I just bought a, a, a face scrub from Major Republic because that's the brand I like. And um, yeah, it's good to take care of yourself. Perfect. Uh, I like to send a shout out to everyone who has chosen to listen to the Walker AC experience and all of the following podcasts over the year 2023. Now, with this uh, podbean.com, <clears throat> we can take a look at statistics. And I have discovered that um, this show has been listened to from people all over the world. And I've been extremely grateful for that. Um, we've been listening to Japan, Norway, Germany, Vietnam, Mexico, um, uh, you know, everywhere all over the world. Of course, everywhere in the U.S., but it definitely humbles me that people from other countries listen to the Walker AC experience, whether it be because they want to or they stumbled upon an accident. But the fact is, <laughs> they, they do listen. And looking at some of the stats closing out December we have a humongous following this month in Germany. So, Dankeschön for that. Um, Dankeschön means uh, thank you in German, of course. And we do appreciate people listening to uh, us overseas. I never thought in a million years that the Walker AC experience would be all over. Um, I've been told that your little passion project is not going to make it. 
um, it's not professional, it's a small fish in a big pond, you're fake, everything of the <laughs> sort. And I'm like, damn, you know? But I keep on pushing, I keep on persevering. I used to do this show in spite of, and now I do it, I do it out of love now. So, you know, people who have you continue to support the experience, it's my special shout out to you for the year 2023. So, Kevin, any parting words for our people before we get those nice little plugs in? Sure. Um, well, yeah, I mean, speaking of the people that doubted you, I mean, haters are going to hate. It is what they're going to do. I mean, and I think we've talked about before, like, you know, you can be in charge of, of what you do, but the end result's beyond you. And if people are still going to hate, still going to criticize, you got to let them. It's, they decided, and you can't take ownership of their decision. So it's okay for them to, to be determined to be angry and spiteful and, and just, you know, a contrarian. Yes. I welcome the hate because if I didn't have the hate, I wouldn't got this. I, I wouldn't have gotten this far, you know. We you know, like with the show, with the website, with for merchandise, um, with, with with all the platforms that we're on, you know, with the fact that we brought in so many people to you know you know like to make this show so much better, you know, yourself and Jeff and Ashley and Becky and Dakota and everybody else who who, who contributed. Um, you know, with the Walker AC experience, there's so many names that I left out, but don't worry, I did not forget about you because you're all part of the show. So um, please come find us on all the free platforms that are out there. Just do a search on Google for the Walker AC experience. Of course, you can find us here under walkerac76.podbean.com. And of course, um, please continue to support our merchandise, Cafe Press dot com forward slash w a c e and where can they find you mr U, if they want to talk to you and pick your brain or learn something new well uh mainly through still and beer podcasts we post it on our facebook's um first uh, spreads across the same platforms that the walker ace experience is also on all 20 plus of them so please like and subscribe to the Serial Beer Podcast and leave us comments. Just, you know, let us know personally. We would enjoy your feedback and just to let you, know, I guess, comment on what we got to say. Yes. Good, bad, ugly, and different. We welcome everything. And, of course, I just send a special extra little bonus uh, shout out to Cantina Piper. Now, Kevin, who is Cantina Piper, Kevin, she is a young lady that got us into Cafe Press for our merchandise. Uh, she was a tremendous help in getting that going. And also, um, Stephanie Perez, she helped design our merchandise also. So a special shout out to her because her and Cantina Piper, they've been part of us since day one working behind the scenes getting everything up and running, doing all the legwork. And uh, we cannot thank her enough because without them two, cafepress.com forward slash W-A-C-E would only be a pipe dream. So, of course, a special 
thank you to them as well. This has been the Walker AC Experience. I have been Adrian. He has been Kevin. You have been our friends, our family, the people who love us, people who hate us, haters. But you can listen to us anyhow and have a good 2023. Going into 2024, we'll be back bigger and better than ever. And Kevin, we will still talk shit about Panda Express. <laughs> Some people will never change, but they're worse. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs>